As we get ready for the LA Kings to get the second half of the season underway, we look back at the first half with a special guest. She was the original host of this show, and we'll ask her about Phoenix Copley, Jonathan Quick, Dustin Brown, and more. It's Sarah Avapato on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co host of the Puck Podcast, an NHL weekly recap show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and of course, a passionate LA Kings fan. For 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We welcome in a special guest for today's show. Uh, you might know her as the original host of Locked On LA Kings. It is Sarah Ampapato. Sarah, thanks for your time today. Good to have you. I'm glad it's been a long time since I've heard the little Locked on Kings jingle. Uh, what, what, what? You're not listening every day to the show? What are you talking I skipped about? to the good part. I skipped okay. to the good part. Good one. Good one. Uh, obviously, you want to get your thoughts on a number of things regarding the Kings, but uh, I'm sure that there have been some people who have watched this show, who have listened to this show since day one, probably curious as to what you've been up to. So what's what's going on? Yeah, so I've been doing a lot more AHL stuff lately, so kind of getting back to a little bit of my roots with covering more you know, prospects and guys coming up through the system. Uh, so uh, I've been what I've been calling the uh, emergency backup podcaster, the EBUP uh, for mm. the Calder Farmstead, which is a, a podcast that focuses solely on the AHL. Uh, one of the original co-hosts had to step away for a bit, so uh, I got the call up. Uh, so I've been talking about the AHL every week, uh, doing some writing. Uh, and mostly just being like cranky on Twitter. That's sort of sort oh. of the, the deal lately. Having well, that, you know thoughts and interesting you say that because uh, and I by the way I do want to ask you a couple of AHL related questions as well. Um, but I hope you will uh, find this amusing because I know I did. Okay, early on when I took over the show, I got a message from a listener who said that I am not as mean as Sarah. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm glad you're laughing. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean it as a compliment to me or a slight to you. So is there anyone or anything you want to be mean about to make this guy happy? Man, I mean, I feel like normally I'd be mean about like the ducks or the gulls or something, but they're oh, both so they're, but they're both so bad that it feels like yeah. you know, like you're kicking a puppy, kind of. Um, but like man, kicking a duck, it, kicking a duck. Yeah, yes, yes, kicking a duckling. Um, <laughs> but you know, man, they're real bad, which is really funny because I feel like I one of the feedbacks that I would always get was that like I wasn't mean enough, that I was like too nice to people. I've so like that, yeah. you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't, but like. The, the ducks, man, they, they sure do stink. Yeah, that's well, if you're, if that's you being mean, I hope you're mean all the time, but uh, you know, what uh, I can do. Even, even though you're not a part of the show anymore, I know that you've been keeping an eye on the LA Kings, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you were at a Kings Blackhawks mm -hmm. game in Chicago. You're in Chicago. And mm -hmm. were you, I thought I might've saw you, were you wearing a purple and black Dustin Brown Jersey? 
I wasn't, but that okay. means that I have like a doppelganger. Well, somewhere. she did. She didn't have the glasses on, so I didn't <laughs> think it was you. But it did. It kind of looked like you. But uh, yeah. So I think the Kings are pretty much about where I thought they would be mm-hmm. at the start of the season. I thought third. Uh, no, I didn't think they'd be behind Seattle and yeah, Vegas. I thought weird. it was Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, not so much. But the Kings, I think, for a lot of people, are kind of about where they thought they'd be at this point. Yeah. Would that be the same for you as well? Yeah, I would agree. Like, I kind of pictured them, you know, not in the wild card spot. Um, the bits of time where they were first in the in the Pacific have been really fun. But, you know, that's a great way to bank points for later. But I don't think they're going to stay there. Um, yeah, so that's just sort of like middle tier of, we're going to make the playoffs. We don't really have to worry about it too much, but we're not like murdering the competition every night is kind of where I thought they'd be. Other than the goaltending, because we'll definitely get on into that in a minute. Is there anything that has surprised you about the Kings this year? You know, I think, I think the scoring has been a surprise, which, you know, they obviously went and got, went out and got Kevin Fiala. Like we knew that scoring was going to be better, but you always kind of wonder um if it's actually going to come to fruition I think the Kings we've all seen them bring in guys who we thought were gonna be you know regular scorers who just didn't really do much of anything uh so you always sort of wonder like ah, is this really gonna work out um and so seeing them actually do well on offense and you know we're not there's not a lot of 2-1 games this season uh has been really nice it's it's nice to see them build up a lead it's nicer when they keep it uh but you know one step at a time yeah, it's not a 3-2 league, like, like Daryl Setter said. It's, <laughs> it's definitely changed, and it's good the Kings have some firepower because the, yeah. the, the way the league is going. So let me ask you about one of those specific pieces, and we talked about it on one of the mm-hmm. shows we did together. You had asked me some of the names I thought the Kings might add in the offseason, and I know you said, what about Kevin Fiala? Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, oh, yeah, that, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure enough, Rob Blake made that happen, and it, like as you said, it's nice to see a big move actually work out as Kevin Fiala is just coming off his first ever all-star game appearance. Yeah. He's been, he's been a very pleasant surprise. Like I wish they would have a little more stability, I guess, and where they put him in the lineup. It seems like they still keep shuffling him around, around looking for the right spot and then someone gets hurt and then they have to change stuff. But you know, he has provided so many highlight real plays already just this year uh, Mm -hmm. to see, to see him put pucks in nets and do things that no one on this team has really been doing regularly the way that he does um so i i've been really happy with the acquisition um yeah giving up brock faber kind of stinks but at the end of the day the kings do have so many defensive prospects that you got to give something up to get a player like kevin fiala you're not just gonna unless you're vegas and you're you know trading Mm -hmm. away guys for future considerations because you can like (laughs) that doesn't happen to just everybody so you have to give up something good at the end of the day they didn't give up a roster player um Brock Faber might turn out to be great for for Minnesota and good for them, but uh, we were able to take advantage of the Wild being really stuck <laughs> in terms of their roster. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you talk about uh, you know having to give to get. We'll talk a little bit about that in a bit about the Kings and maybe what they might do uh, at the upcoming trade deadline. We've got more with Sarah Avapato in a moment, but uh, we're going to ask her about the goaltending. I know it's, we have to talk about it, but I do want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This year, the only app you're going to need for your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many features that make it easy to bet on sports and fun. Uh, download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, which rhymes. 
uh, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads, who will score the first touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We have more with Sarah Ampapato, uh, the original host of Locked on LA Kings. And I know you cover the Chicago Wolves. Uh, they are the Carolina Hurricanes AHL affiliate. And uh, I want to ask you a question about that in a second. But first, um, Phoenix Copley, uh, talk about something nobody saw coming. Uh, this is a guy who was a career AHL guy. Uh, I remember when they signed him in the offseason, and I, I maybe I did mention it, but not, you know, I'm like that's ah, just a, you know, a, a, a break in, uh, in case of emergency kind of a goalie, right? If somebody gets sick, uh, if somebody's uh, out for a short amount of time, yeah, they probably bring him up instead of Matt Lalalta because he's got some NHL experience. But obviously, no one could have believed he would yeah. do what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, is this, and I, I kind of wonder if I seem, it seems to me like this isn't getting talked about enough, frankly. Mm-hmm. One, as, as far as being one of the, rags the richest story in the league this year but amongst ahl people i gotta imagine mm-hmm. this has been a big topic because you see a guy who's been a career hler and suddenly he's getting this spotlight it's it's it really is a crazy story and, and a fun story yeah yeah it's a real great moment in the sun for a guy who i know you know toiled for a long time um spent i think pretty much his entire career until now in uh the washington capital system uh so for you know the longest time like much like anyone in the Kings organization is stuck behind Jonathan Quick, like everyone over there has been stuck behind Braden Holtby and whoever they brought in for number two, you know? So like he knew that there wasn't ever really going to be a path to him in the NHL over there. Um, yeah, this is not, I, I like you, I expected like, okay, Quick gets hurt. Peterson's out for a little bit, whatever. They need the number three guy to come up. He'll play a game. Fine. Who cares? Uh, did not expect this from him. Uh, you know, numbers wise, I feel like he's putting up kind of the same numbers that he's always put up his whole career, you know, save percentage goals against average, both kind of hovering around what his career average is uh, in the AHL. So he, he's doing what you expect of him to do. Uh, the Kings have been supporting him with goals, which I think is what is, is getting wins because otherwise, you know, if he lets in three goals a game, and you, you don't score anything, you're, you're not going to win those games. Uh, so, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great story for a guy who has put in his dues. Uh, I still kind of have, like, one eye covered waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop uh, and, and for that scoring to dry up or something. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, they've been playing good in front of him. I feel like I'd love to see – I know n- no one ever says, oh, we play different in front of this guy than that guy, but I'd love to see a little more – uh, from kind of like the stats perspective of are they allowing more chances in front of quick or Peter- Peterson is Copley getting an easier workload. But I, I think it's great for him. Uh, he didn't expect to be here. We didn't expect him to be here, but he, he's, he's keeping things going. Um, no disrespect to Jonathan quick and Cal Peterson, but the Kings would not be uh, in the spot that they're in right now. Had we stuck with them and just hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and you know, people obviously ask, is this sustainable? And I think it is because, as you said, it's not like he's doing he's putting up these numbers that he's never put up before, right? And you think he's going to crash down to earth eventually. Like you said, his numbers are kind of what they've always been. So I I actually do think that that this is sustainable. Yeah, and like I think as long as that offense keeps up, um, I don't really have 
too much of a concern about it. Like everyone has a clunker, like even your best goaltenders in the league have a game where, oops, I let in five goals. But, you know, for the most part, we're not really seeing that. We're just seeing, you know, the other team scored four goals. We only scored three. Like, you know, it's, it's not, they're not crazy games, which does make me think that at least for the regular season, I know the playoffs are a whole different animal, but you know, as we get down the stretch, I think is if he keeps doing what he's doing, you know, I think it's fine. The John of the quick situation is a tough one. I, yeah. I know a lot of Kings fans right now are feeling uncomfortable about the way this is going. Um, he hasn't been good. And lately he's been even worse. Final year of his contract, um, you know, thoughts going into the year where is this the end? Is he going to do a Dustin Brown? Uh, and he said at the beginning of the year that he planned on playing after this year. I don't know how he feels about that at this point. But like I said, it's 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 an uncomfortable feel when you have a legend who you have so many great feelings around. And he's, you know, uh, we're talking about Dustin Brown being Hall of Famer. I think Jonathan Quick is a Hall of Famer. I think he's definitely the greatest goalie he's ever played for the Kings. And you don't want to see it end the way it might be ending. Um is, is, can he turn it around? Do you think, Sarah? I think I like if if anyone can, I would think it's him because I think that he has you know he's seen everything, he's done everything. I think he knows what he needs to do to get back on on top. Um, you know, but much like you know, Cal Peterson's issues, I feel like aren't going to be quick fixes. It's going to be something he's going to have to sit down with a goalie coach and like relearn some mechanics basically of his game. And it might be the same for Jonathan Quick. It might be that he's going to have to really sit down and take apart his game and figure out what he needs to change, you know, what he needs to work on to get back to being the guy we saw last season. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Like, I'd be wary of giving him another contract because we don't have any way to know, you know, what he's going to look like next year. Um, and, you know, if this is it, it kind of stinks to go out on such a down note. Um, you know, especially given how good he was last year and everyone was like, is he back? Is he back for good? Uh, and then this year came, came along and he just hasn't been able to get, get it going. Um, you know, I, I think that the Kings are going to have a huge question mark in goal. Um, I think we all kind of thought we knew what was going to happen uh, after Jonathan Quick, but with Peterson struggling and like they're not really being a goaltender pipeline <laughs> at this point uh, of guys who I think are ready for the next step, uh, good luck. I'm glad that I'm not Rob Blake <laughs> having to make those decisions. But yeah, for a guy who's a legend, like an icon of the franchise, I also agree that he's he should be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, his goal, his numbers among the best, if not the best in some categories for American-born goaltenders. Um, th this guy's a Hall of Famer, and you wish that he could go out a little more with the skates on uh, than he is right now. So it'll be interesting to see what he wants to do. Um, or maybe he's a guy who, you know, we, we, we've seen, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, you know, that, that didn't go well because of his health, but, you know, guys like Lundqvist and Holtby who just signed like quick deals somewhere else because they think they still have it, but their original team doesn't have, you know, space for him anymore. But I think whatever Jonathan Quick wants, I think the Kings are going to try to do their best to give it to him. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, speaking of legends, uh, we've got a, Big uh, game coming up on Saturday as the Kings will get their mm -hmm. second half of the season going uh, after this week off. Um, and Dustin Brown night, going to have the statue unveiling. We'll have the jersey retirement. I had Daryl Evans on uh, the other day, and we talked about Dustin Brown. And I, I said, you know, Daryl, Dustin's not a Hall of Famer, but I think he's the greatest King of all time. What do you think? And he, he kind of didn't answer the question. <laughs> uh, but I want to ask you, 
uh, and he, but he did push back on the Hall of Fame thing, which I was, uh, I was a little bit surprised at. But uh, do you think Dustin Brown is the greatest king of all time? Not saying the greatest player to ever mm-hmm. wear a king sweater, but just his career with the Kings and all he's done. Um, and and do you think Dustin Brown's a Hall of Famer? I can definitely see the argument for like best king of all time in terms of just the whole the whole picture. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking skill wise, you can't. You, this is a team that had Wayne Gretzky and Luke Robitaille. Like, you can't argue with that. But Dustin Brown, at the end of the day, did something that no one else in this franchise history did, which was help deliver a Stanley Cup to them and help you know be part of the leadership core that that brought that there. So I, I think there's definitely an interesting conversation to be had about about that and like you know, what do you mean by best? Like, it's very philosophical, but, you know, there's there's no denying how important he is to this franchise, to the city of Los Angeles for for doing this. And Hall of Fame's an interesting question. They're so, like, they're so arbitrary sometimes and guys who get in and guys who are kind of constantly overlooked. Um, I would think that he would be at least in the conversation. I know he's had, you know, international success. Um, You know, is he your stereotypical image of what you would think of a hall of famer like no he doesn't score 100 goals a season and you know isn't necessarily the most elite talent wise but again it's that whole package of leadership good guy in the room um you know it doesn't really go into consideration for hall of fame stuff but what he's done for the hockey community in los angeles and helping to build the sport here and be be an ambassador um even now after retiring he's still he's still around um helping out with stuff so I think it'll be interesting. I, I think he should at least be in the conversation. I don't think, you know, he would be a first ballot Hall of Fame guy. Um, you know, it, it may be a few years down the road once they kind of clear up some other emissions maybe that haven't quite gotten in yet. But, you know, I wouldn't count him out. Like, they, there's there's weirder things that have happened in that Hall of Fame. We got a few more questions with Sarah to get her thoughts on what the Kings might do with the trade deadline. And of course she covers the AHL. So we'll have an Ontario rain question for her as well. But again, I need to let you know that today's locked on Kings episode brought to you by athletic greens with one delicious scoop of AG one. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day. Just one scoop and a cup of water, that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are wrapping it up with the person who launched Locked on LA Kings, Sarah Avampato. And uh, we've got the trade deadline coming up. I think it's 24 days away, something like that. Um, uh, obviously, fans love talking about the trade deadline. <laughs> uh, I know the Jacob Chikrin thing has been, seems like it's been talked about for probably as long as this show has been going on yeah uh do you think rob blake will make a bold move at the deadline or maybe just a tweak i know a lot has been talked about and i agree with it the west seems wide open and Mm -hmm. maybe there's an opportunity here to get all the way to the final no disrespect to the dallas's and the winnipeg's and the seattle's of the world but it's not exactly murderer's row like maybe on the east uh Mm -hmm. with boston and, and and carolina and whatnot um, so maybe that influences his decision, but what are, what is your feeling on, on what you think he might do? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think he has the team well positioned to take a swing. Um, is it going to be a Jake Chitron type player? Like may, maybe, um, but 
I'd be interested to see, like, he hasn't really been doing the rental thing. Um, mm. it, it seems like he's been looking for deals for guys who he can bring in to be a part of the team for the next couple of years. And so it'll be interesting to see if he's looking for one of these, like, high profile overpay for at the deadline rental players, or if he's saying, all right, our window is now for the next couple of years. You know, I, I don't think this is a team that's just like one guy away from winning the whole thing, but you can get that one guy and then next year you get the other guy, you know, and, and build on it. So I, I do think that he makes a move. Um, you know, we've already seen <laughs> the, the Bo Horvat deal, like has set a very weird, uh, weird standard for forwards. We haven't really seen anything, in terms of defensemen yet moving. Um, but I, I think we all know that defense and goaltending, if possible, would be what we'd want them to take a look at. But um, I, I, I think I think that he has enough faith in this team that he is going to keep making moves, um, that this isn't going to be one of those deadlines that just, uh, you know, trade two AHL guys for each other. Um, yeah. And I, I, But I think he's also very cautious about not overpaying um, in terms of, you know, anyone who's like, Oh, Quentin Byfield's up like, no, <laughs> just, just, just t don't even like, think about that. I think, I think he knows who, who the guys of the future are. And if any conversation is going to happen that says we want Quentin Byfield or Brant Clark in exchange, I think he just says, thank you. No. And hangs up the phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree with that. Now you cover, uh, like I said, the Chicago wolves mm -hmm. and the HL there, the Carolina hurricanes affiliate. I mentioned the other day after they played the hurricanes, if there's one team out there that has a wealth of riches in net, it is the Carolina hurricanes who have three goaltenders who are, you know, could, would be happy to any team would be happy to have them mm -hmm. on their roster. Frederick Anderson, Peter Morazic, and this kid, Pyotr Kachetkov, who's currently uh, kind of the odd man out there in Chicago, the young guy for them. I don't know if maybe the, the Kings would look to them, but if they're, like I said, if there's a team that has probably one more goalie than they need, and, you know, look, Carolina's definitely a cup contender. Maybe they can get an extra piece by by moving this guy. Um, any any scuttlebutt on the uh, Hurricanes maybe moving one of these goalies? Or do they, do they think, hey, we, you need as many goalies as you can, somebody goes down, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think I think that they I mean, I, I haven't heard anything. I think that they are definitely in the we went as one as many goalies as we can have uh, kind of kind of box because right now they have, like you said, Freddie Anderson and they have Auntie Ranta. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Of, Auntie Ranta. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I mean, same difference. Like, <laughs> Peter, oh, no, no. We've lost Sarah. No, everything was going so well. Sarah. Come back, Sarah, Sarah, come back. Well, if this is the end, we at least got the bulk of what we wanted to talk about with Sarah. Let me uh, let me text her. This is, you got a live to tape uh, podcast and uh, and uh, video. So let me, let me see if she can get back on real quick. Uh, if not, like I said, we, at least we got most of the interview and that it's happened a couple of times. We had one with Dieter Rule where he kind of, he kind of disappeared for a minute. And then there was one other one. We were talking to somebody and they disappeared, but they came back and there she is. There she is. She's back. Hey, Sarah. Hey, restream just like went. Oop, it was going so well. There was no yeah, warning. It was. They just, they just... It was I had, I was, I was really getting up ahead of steam on what I was talking about. <laughs> Keep, keeping <laughs> us on our toes here. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where did I disappear at? I can just uh, rewind you, in my head. You, you were saying that you haven't heard anything about the, yeah. the hurricanes looking to make any kind of deal with those goalies. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think at, at the end of the day, um, 
Freddie Anderson, Auntie Ranta, both, you know, very good goaltenders. If, if the Kings somehow swung a deal for Auntie Ranta, I wouldn't complain. Um, I, I don't think that, I don't think they'd move Freddie Anderson, but Ranta, I think is a little easier to, to shuffle around. But at the end of the day, I think the Hurricanes are going to see what happened to them last year in the playoffs, where I, I think one of them, I don't know which one, but one of them got hurt uh, yeah. and Kochetkov had to come up and play. Uh, and so I think that they're going to want to have that number three as insurance in case something does happen in the playoffs. Um, they're obviously poised for a long playoff run. Uh, and the, the goaltending behind Kochetkov in the AHL is bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if something were to happen to one or both of their NHL guys um, and they didn't have Kochetkov in the mix, they would be left with like, just pack your bags and go home. No, no offense to Zach Sachenko, who's their mm -hmm. other guy down there, but he's not going to win you an NHL playoff game. So yeah. I, I mean, I personally would love it <laughs> if the Kings somehow like stole Kochetkov out of, out of uh, Carolina or even stole, you know, Ronta. I mean, Freddie Anderson as a King would be hilarious um, given his history with the ducks, but uh, it feel, feels unlikely, but like also dumber stuff has happened. <laughs> at trade deadlines but he he's a very fun goaltender um i feel like if, if you ever feel like watching other teams games that you have no like no skin in the mix um he's very entertaining and fills the like jonathan quick card of like ready to fight anyone at a moment's notice <laughs> which is always a you know you want a goaltender with a little bit of character and he definitely has that i guess me confusing auntie ranta and peter morazic uh, there was yeah. the thing that uh that's got us to get a little tweak there uh well obviously you cover the ahl so i did want to get your thoughts on the ontario rain and the season they're having and cal peterson is there <laughs> seems like he's doing okay uh but you know he certainly hasn't gone there and lit the world on fire but yeah. do, doing okay doing all right um any thoughts on the rain and, and cal peterson yeah i mean i think the rain aren't doing quite as well as i thought they were but you know similarly to how in the nhl we certainly didn't expect seattle to be at the top of the division you know right now the top of the pacific division in the ahl is calgary which is uh obviously <laughs> calgary uh the, the flames ahl team uh used to be stockton uh and then the second is uh, coachella valley which is seattle's team uh I don't know that, you know, Calgary, I sort of expected to be up there. Coachella was a toss up. They had a lot of good pieces. They have a good coach, but you never really know how things are going to, going to pan out. Uh, but they've both been really good. Uh, the, the rain right now are fifth in the Pacific division. And if you asked me where I think they're going to finish, I feel like anywhere in that three to five range is really up for grabs. I think Calgary and Coachella pretty much have a, a stranglehold on, on one and two. But, you know, for a team that has lost a lot of significant pieces uh, over the last season, uh, Martin Furk, uh, obviously not with the team anymore. Uh, Christian Willannon is, is, has been great with the Abbotsford Canucks this season. Uh, Brett Sutter has been fantastic for Calgary. He's like breaking, you know, not career records, but certainly has way more points that he's putting up with Calgary than he has ever really with the rain. Um, you know, guys like uh, Akil Thomas have been injured all year. Uh, guys have been up and down to the AHL or to the NHL, like Jared Anderson Dolan's been up, uh, who's usually a pretty important player in Ontario. Uh, so they've been doing the best they can with the sort of roster fluctuation that they've got. Um, and yeah, like goaltending, everyone expected Phoenix Copley, Matt Villalta, there's your tandem, fine. Uh, and then now we have Cal Peterson, who, like you said, has been fine. Um, he, he's certainly not dominating that I, the way that I would have wanted to see him do. Um, and watching him play, you can still see some of the same sorts of mistakes and technical issues that you see in his play 
in Los Angeles, it's just a little less high stakes and it's the AHL where you're much more likely to have a like eight, four game. Um, and that's just sort of everyone shrugs and it's like, well, it's the AHL. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that he's getting the regular reps in that he needs, but uh, it kind of remains to be seen, seen if he's actually fixed the issues that have caused him to, to get sent back down there. All right, Sarah. Well, let's wrap it up by letting you kind of call your shot here. Uh, do the Kings make the playoffs? And if so, where do you see them eventually going? Um, I think they make the playoffs. I, I think that something real wild, wild would have to happen to, to have them drop out. Um, I'd like to say that they make the second round this year. Um, I think it would be really great if they had a rematch against Edmonton and this time crushed them. Like I would really <laughs> like to see that. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that might be as far as it goes. Um, but it it's, it's hockey it, in the Western division, the Pacific, particularly like we've said, it's kind of up, up for grabs. Um, you know, Seattle, for all we know, Martin Jones is going to turn back into Martin Jones. And, yeah. you know, the rest of their goaltending is a little shaky too. Um, anything can happen, but I'm, I'm going to say at least the second round. That is Sarah Avampato, and you can follow her on Twitter at right said Sarah, W-R-I-T-E-S-A-I-D-S-A-R-A-H. Sarah, uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Always appreciate it. Good to catch up with you. Is there anything you would like to, to let the uh, the listeners and the viewers know about uh, how they can get your work and, and all that kind of stuff? Sure. You can, so, so you can find me on Twitter, uh, like you said, at right said Sarah. Um, you can also find me over at Full Press Hockey, where I talk about uh, the Ontario rain. Uh, and then, like I said, I am one half of the Calder Farmstead, which looks at uh, basically every AHL team. Uh, each week, we pick eight teams to talk about what, what they're doing, uh, what's going wrong, uh, what's going right. My co-host, Sean O'Brien, does a lot of great stats work for the AHL. So he's the like numbers guy. I'm the eye test guy and it's, you know, we see how we match up. Uh, you can find that basically wherever you get your podcasts um, on Twitter at uh, Calder Farmstead uh, or just, you know, do a little Google for Calder Farmstead and give us a listen. Awesome. Sarah, it was great to catch up with you and uh, yeah. thanks, for, thanks for your time. It's good to have you back on the show. And yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for uh, holding my hand early on and get me uh, started <laughs> on the show. And uh, we appreciate it. Of course. Teamwork. All right, Sarah. Uh, right. Go Kings go. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for this, uh, for today's show. Uh, real quick. Want to remind you if you want to send an email, remember we're going to have this special Dustin Brown feedback show coming up later in the week. Any thoughts you have on the career of Dustin Brown, anything you want to share about Dustin Brown would love to get it. Uh, email locked on Eddie at gmail.com E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Uh, also, we're on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings on Instagram, Locked on at Locked on LA Kings. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily pro- uh, podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons on every team that is Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you very much for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have a great day, and as always, go Kings go.